Yo, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Throwdown Sports Podcast. I am your host, Henry. In this podcast, I talk all things sports, keep you up to date, answer questions, and just go over the big things in sports. So coming up in today's episode, we're going to get into what we do every single Monday podcast, and that's recapping that week in NFL. So I want I want to go over Aaron Rodgers, where he's standing in the MVP conversation, and I, yeah, a lot of good stuff I want to go over there. And then I also want to talk about the Cleveland Browns and what's go- happening with them and the Jets and like what what's going on in that game. I don't even know. And then we're going to move on to one really big NBA question that you're going to want the answer to. Then we're going to move on to something kind of interesting. And it's going to be some NBA players you're going to want to keep your eye on this year for yeah just watching you're going to want to keep your eyes on these players just because they'd be fun to watch and then we're going to get into some other nba questions so we have a packed episode but before we get into anything we have a sponsor for today's episode i'm really excited about this sponsor today's episode is brought to you by kind bar Kind is deeply committed to crafting food with real, recognizable ingredients. A disruptive notion that sparked the creation of a new healthy snacking category. Kind is unapologetic in their efforts to challenge the status quo to shift the food industry and empower the community and our listeners to make better, informed choices about health. Kindness can be transformed to force good, and that is why we are teaming up with Kind and Pago to bring our listeners 10% or 15% off from military, teachers, students, first responders, doctors, and nurses. Go to podgo.co slash kind. That's podgo.co slash kind. Kind Bar is creating a kinder and healthier world, one act, one snack at a time. So big thanks to Kind for sponsoring today's episode, but moving on to today's podcast. So starting off, we're just going to get into recapping our week in football, which was week 16. I can't believe we're already 16 weeks through the NFL season. I mean, that's just crazy. Fantasy football is already over. Uh, Yeah, it's crazy. But first thing I want to go over is Aaron Rodgers, where he's standing in his MVP conversation, in the MVP conversation right now. So he was going against the Tennessee Titans in last night's game, and Ryan Tannehill was not doing good. I mean, ten- the Titans in general were not doing good. Derrick Henry wasn't getting it done on the ground. Ryan Tannehill wasn't getting the pass. Like, it was just not good for the Titans. But the, the Green Bay Packers, on the other hand, were the complete opposite. And Aaron Rodgers is having the best season of any passer in the NFL, probably, right now. The Packers are the highest scoring team in the league, averaging 31.6 points per game. The Chiefs at second with 30.1. Aaron Rodgers leads the NFL with 44 passing touchdowns. That's one off his career high, which is 45. So he will most likely break break that this season. He he will break that this season. Nobody else has more than 38. So he's just, I mean, he's he's got a big lead in the passing touchdowns area. And Rodgers also has done just five, five interceptions, fewer than any other full-time starter. And he is second in NFL in completion rate, hitting over 70% of his passes. Those numbers right there just goes to show uh, where he should stand in the MVP race. He should definitely be up there, top three for sure, right next to Patrick Mahomes. 
And I'm kind of feeling like maybe this MVP is going to go to Aaron Rodgers at the end of the season. I'm just, what I've seen from him. Okay, so Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes took the lead for sure. Like, let's say somewhere around like week 8, week 10. He was definitely in the lead. Patrick Mahomes has definitely been in the lead at one point this season. But it always kind of seemed like Aaron Rodgers was just right there hanging on with him. And yeah, he was just with them the whole time. Like I feel like it felt like Mahomes never really got like a big step ahead of Aaron Rodgers, if you know what I mean. I mean, at 37 years old, he has thrown more touchdowns and fewer interceptions than Patrick Mahomes while averaging more yards per attempt and taking fewer 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 sacks. And on the other hand, honestly, Green Bay, take Devontae Adams out of it. I think Green Bay has way worse wide receiver core than the Kansas City Chiefs. Leaving Devontae Adams apart, I know he's probably the best wide receiver in, or one of the best wide receivers in the NFL right now. Take him out of it. Who can, you, who can you really think of that? I mean, they have some other good receivers, like, like kind of good, but, like, who can you really think of that's, that's a good wide receiver? Kansas City, on the other hand, they have they have so many good wide receivers. Tyree Kill, Sammy Watkins, uh, Travis Kelsey, Nicole Harmon, like, all these guys on, on the Chiefs are way better. But on the Green Bay Packers, on the other hand, kind of the opposite. Although, Mich- although Mahomes and the Chiefs have a much better record, there really aren't many categories in which Mahomes is actually like surpassing Aaron Rodgers, you could say. So I mean, what I'm trying to get at is, at like right now, it may seem like it's it should go to Patrick Mahomes, but if statistically, if you look at the stats, Aaron Rodgers has a massive, massive step on Patrick Mahomes statistically. But again, when you're looking at MVP, you're looking at how good this team is performing, how good. The leadership and the ability that the that the quarterback has to lead this team to get the win. So if we're looking at that, uh, that's going to Patrick Mahomes. But again, we're looking statistically. I'm giving it to Aaron Rodgers. So it's going to be really interesting to see who's actually going to get this MVP at the end. So I'm super excited just to see who gets. I really don't know at this point. I'm kind of leaning towards Aaron Rodgers, but it's so it's so hard. I really do not know who has the upper hand. On getting this MVP right now, so it's gonna be super interesting to see who gets it. So we'll have to keep our eye on that. But moving on to our next little bit of recapping the week in NFL, and that is gonna be our MVP of the week. And this is no contest at all. MVP of the week is going to Alvin Kamara. Like, oh my gosh, if you had Alvin Kamara in your fantasy team, on your fantasy team in the championship, you basically had you basically had the W. I mean. It's not every day you see numbers like this and just overall a game like this. Alvin Kamara had a career game. He finished the game with 53.2 standard scoring fantasy points. The second most of any player since the AFL-NFL merger. And it happened in the biggest fantasy match, the biggest fantasy week, the championship week. So, oh my gosh, the greatest all-time fantasy championship week performance in history is, is, I I have no words, I have no words for this, I just feel bad if you were going against Alvin Kamara in the championship, I I mean, 50 50 plus points is unbelievable, I don't see how anybody could have lost a fantasy matchup with a performance like Alvin Kamara, so scoring 6 rushing touchdowns on Christmas Day, tying an NFL record set all the way back, 
all the way back in 1929, sent by Aaron Nevers, never heard of him, which was actually on Thanksgiving, which is actually kind of a coincidence, never heard of that guy, that's way long ago, I don't even, I don't know, I don't know who that is, but I don't care, six touchdowns, I mean, how does this even happen? But anyway, just wanted to address that. If you had Alvin Kamara in your fantasy team and you lost, I have no words for you. But moving on to, I really want to get to talking about the Cleveland Browns in New York Jets game. So yeah, we're just going to dive right into it. So pretty crazy what happened here. The Jets won. Um, I don't really know how the Jets have won two weeks in a row. I don't, the, this game pretty much guarantees that they're not going to get Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I, I don't really know why, like, I don't, I don't really understand what's really going on with the Jets here, because after, now, now they're beating the Rams and the Browns, two very good teams, two playoff teams here, so I don't really know how this is happening, but it is. Basically, what went down in the game, the Browns were, were going on a comeback attempt, like, they ha- they're having a drive that was supposed to be, like, their comeback drive, but... That drive definitely did not work out for them because it ended with Baker Mayfield fumbling on a quarterback sneak on fourth and two on no on on fourth and inches. So that had to be extremely frustrating for Baker Mayfield and the Browns. And so with the Jets holding on to a twenty a twenty three to sixteen lead, so <laughs> the Browns were hoping for a playoff like this would have clinched their playoff berth. Uh, and yeah, did not really go as planned for them, so they ended up losing to the Jets because of that Baker Mayfield fumble on fourth down in inches, so it's just a kind of a heartbreaking way to lose, and later in a post-game interview, Baker Mayfield, he was asked, like, just, like, what happened, and Baker Mayfield said, quote-unquote, it's pretty much 2020 all in 24 hours, Baker Mayfield said. Something happens, you have to adapt and change. It's not an excuse. I'm just going to go ahead and answer all the questions right now. There is no excuse. It sucks we didn't have our guys, but we believe in the guys we have in our locker room, no matter who it is. Off quote. So yeah, I did not mention before, but all of their wide receivers are out. Like, I'm not even kidding. All of their wide receivers are out. They had to go pick up a couple on the practice squad. It, like, literally, all of their wide receivers are out, except for one, either with COVID-19 or injuries. So, going into the game, I'm sure they weren't feeling real confident in their offense, and it just didn't end be- It just didn't end good for them. But moving on, well, moving on to some NBA talk, and we're just going to get, I'm going to get right into this big question that I feel is probably the, one of the biggest questions this, this season, and the question is, who do you think will be the worst team in the NBA this season? And uh, this one is, uh, it's got to be the Bulls. It's just, it kind of has to be the Bulls. I mean, they have, they definitely, I can I definitely say this. They have the best chance to redeem themselves from last season. And, but I mean, off to, <laughs> off to a bad start. Um, they're losing. They're already starting to lose. It's been ugly. It's just not looking good. They, they've already started to lose. And the Bulls, they got outscored 39 points in their first two games. And it's just, this start has just not been good. And I feel like the start is going to come back to get them. And it's just, it's just not going to be a good season for the Bulls. And with the start they've had already, and then coming up, they, they do take on the 0-3 Wizards. And I believe they won that game. But then after that, 
<laughs> they kind of have a tough stretch going against the Bucks, the Mavericks, the Blazers, the Kings, the Lakers, the Clippers, and the Celtics. All those teams are really good. I mean, these are like top teams here, and I'm not saying that they're going to lose to all of those teams, but I would not expect them. <laughs> I mean, I, they're not. They're definitely not going to be the Bucks. Probably not going to beat the Mavericks. Blazers probably not. Kings maybe not beating the Lakers. Probably not beating Clippers. It, like it's just in the Celtics. Like they just got some tough games coming up, and then I feel like when you get off to a rough start, it's just it's just never good. Like they're, they're just going to get off to a rough start, and it's going to keep going and going and going. And then next thing you know, it's not the start anymore. It's the middle of the season, and you're just not looking good. So. Worst team in the league this year is going to have to be the Bulls for me. But moving on to some players you're going to want to keep your eye on this season. And I think the big player you're going to want to keep your eye on is James Wiseman. So Golden State Warriors, number two overall pick in this year's draft. And I know I don't do fantasy basketball. Like, I don't really pay attention to it. But he is owned in nearly 82 of uh, fantasy basketball leagues. And that is based on what he's shown in week one of the NBA season. And there's no reason that that sh really shouldn't be closer to 100. So again, I don't really pay attention to fantasy basketball. I'm a fantasy football guy. But there are people, there is people out there that do do fantasy basketball. I'm just not one of them. But after finishing with 19 points, 7 for 13 on shooting, 6 rebounds, and 2 steals in his first game as a warrior, or just as in the NBA, Wiseman definitely, again impressed us on christmas day with 18 points eight rebounds and three blocks he is very tall and i expect him to be getting a lot of blocks and a lot of rebounds that's what i expected going into the season and definitely pr probably the most impressive takeaway from james wiseman in his first week in the nba was that he shot five for six uh he was 83.3 percent from beyond the arc which i did not see coming at all i mean I, I knew he was big, and I knew he would go down in the paint and put up some rebounds, get some offensive rebounds, but I did not see behind-the-arc shots coming. I mean, shooting above 80% from deep was just, like, it was just, like, wow. Like, the fact that, like, I didn't even really know that he was capable of being, like, a three-point shooter, but now that I'm seeing that he can shoot 80-plus percent, so he can actually be a good three-point shooter? Like, I did not see this coming at all. But moving on to our next player that I think you're definitely going to want to keep your eye on. And this is going to be Harrison Barnes, the Sacramento Kings. I know you, you might even know not know that name. And really, I didn't even know him till late last season. But uh, he is... In, if the early season is, is like an indication of anything, is that you can rely on Barnes for much more than rebounding. And we have we saw this well at least I saw this in the little bit that I known of him last year. He was making like a sneaky threat for double doubles. I mean he's actually a very strong rebounder down down low, which is interesting. And chances are it will definitely be a big impact on the Kings because they don't really I mean they yeah they don't really have like a really good rebounder, but I would definitely see him putting up a lot of double doubles this season. And after a season opener with 21 points, nine boards. See what I'm see what I'm talking about? Almost a double double there, and five assists. He recorded. I mean Barnes Barnes has recorded an 11 point, 11 rebound double double, followed by a 10.7 rebound performance in his next two games after his season opener with 21 points. So 
He's gotten two. He's gotten one double double, one one point or one game with twenty one points and nine boards. So one rebound away from double double, and another game with three rebounds away from double double. So a lot of double doubles. I'm expecting for Harrison Barnes. So definitely keep an eye on that. But moving on to our next player. And that is going to be Darius Garland of the Cleveland Cavaliers. So, a uh, very impressive uh, first three games. Garland is averaging, throughout his first three games, he is averaging 19 points, 8.3 assists, and 3.7 rebounds. So, he is very good at dishing out the ball for sure. And with and sharing the backcourt with Colin Sexton, another great player, Garland is, is definitely... A great playmaker, 100%. We know that he's a great playmaker, and he has already recorded a double double with 21 points and 12 assists in in just his second game of the season, which is all which is insane on his own. But the other thing that's kind of in kind of shocking to me is Cleveland has a three and zero start to the season, and the team I think will definitely continue to rely on on Darius Garland throughout the season's progress. And I mean, he was kind of like he's kind of like the opposite of of the last player we were talking about, which was Harrison Barnes. He's kind of like the opposite of that. He's more of he's like a he's going to be getting a lot of double doubles, which is similar, but he's going to be dishing out assists. He's he's not going to he's not going to be getting many rebounds, but he is a playmaker, one hundred percent. He's going to be getting a lot of points, a lot of assists, and. So far, it looks like he's gonna, he's kind of going to be like the captain of this Cavaliers team. He's kind of been the leader so far. I mean, 3 no start for the Cleveland Cavaliers. That is very impressive. So, that was our short little segment on players you should be watching this season. And we're going to move on to our last little segment for today's episode. And that is just going to be answering some questions for the... Well, it's not going to be answering some questions. It's more just like one question. And we're just going to be talking about the Rockets. So, it's not, yeah, it's not even a question, really. It's, we're just talking about the Rockets. So, the Rockets did lose in overtime against the Portland Trailblazers on Saturday. And the final score was 128 to 126. So, very close game. But what I really want to talk about here is James Harden. He had a, a game ending turnover in Houston's final uh, possession of overtime. The Rockets had had a lot of players out on COVID-19. They're all quarantining COVID-19. They had John Wall out, DeMarcus Cousins out, Eric Gordon out, and Mason Jones. They're all being quarantined until Wednesday. So that w- I think that was a big factor. I, I definitely think they would have blown out the Blazers if they would have had, had John Wall, DeMarcus Cousins, and Eric Gordon back, and Mason Jones, really. But, I mean, those are like three of their top players right there. They're all being out. But Houston had their season opener postponed before the Portland loss, which was which was interesting. And Harden definitely picked up like a lot of I don't know how to exactly word this, but he he kind of filled in for like the guys that were out. I mean the three stars that were out. Uh, he scored 44 points, so picking picking back right where he left off last season with these ginormous point games, and he had 17 assists versus the Blazers, uh, which is very high in assists. But but and he had 17 points and 10 assists by halftime, so that was a that was a big thing that happened in that game. But the one thing that I would that was kind of sad about this game is that I really wanted to see John Wall. I mean, I know we'll see him soon. We're seeing him after he's done quarantining. But we've seen how Harden will perform just kind of by himself without having to share the ball with any of the other big stars. Um, 
But yeah, so we I really want to know when John Wall comes back. Is this going to be the same mindset? Or is like, how is this going to be different? I don't even know what's going to happen. So it'll be really interesting to see how James Harden's game shifts when when all these stars come back. John Wall, DeMarcus Cousins, Eric Gordon, when all those guys come back. And I think another big thing that happened in this game was Christian Wood having 31 points and 13 rebounds. I remember talking about him before the season started. I'm like, this this guy's actually really good. I think he's going to be very, very good. I remember, I, yeah, I remember now. I was talking about, I was doing my predictions, and I was saying, I was talking about why the Rockets are, are going to be good. And I remember talking about Christian Wood. I'm like, he's going to be good. He was definitely going to help now. Another big key weapon. And really, now that I'm thinking about it, the Rockets have a lot of big weapons on this team. I mean, they've got a lot of, they're stacked, really. But, uh, yeah, the Rockets scoring just 17 points in the third quarter. P.J. Tucker, another weapon, finished with only 7 points on 3-for-10 shooting and turned the ball over 4 times in his 42 minutes on the court. I don't know what that was about, P.J. Tucker, because usually he's he's knocking down shots, and he's got a high percentage, but 42 minutes on the court, and he's only taking 10 shots and only making 3 of them and turning the ball over 4 times. I don't know what his deal was. But he should, he better pick up to himself and dust himself off and just get ready for the next game. But yeah, Rockets. When all those guys come back, they're gonna have a stacked roster. I mean, just think. Look at this, some of these names: James Harden, John Wall, Demarcus Cousins, Eric Gordon, Christian Wood, P.J. Tucker, Mason Jones. I mean, they have a stacked team. When all these guys come back after being quarantined from COVID, it's gonna be very interesting to see how this team operates and goes and just goes in and. I think the Rockets are going to be very good this year, is basically what I'm trying to get at. But anyway, that is going to do it for our podcast. I really hope you guys enjoyed. Thank you so much for spending. If you listen all the way, thank you. I appreciate that. But anyway, social links will be down below. Make sure to follow on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. you got to subscribe to the YouTube channel, bro. We're almost at 1,000 subscribers. How crazy is that? We're almost at 1K on YouTube. So please make sure we only need, like... 40 more subscribers so please make sure to go over help us out on our road to 1000 subscribers so click link down below and you can also buy yourself some awesome throwdown sports merch we just got a new batch in after we sold a good amount so definitely make sure to go check out and buy some throwdown sports merch but anyway thank you guys so much for sticking around i'm henry have a good day everybody peace out